0: Relevant Magazine and relevantmagazine.com, it's The Relevant Podcast.
1: It's
2: the week of Friday, March 12th, 2010. This is The Relevant Podcast. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando, Florida studios is the one and only Maya Strang. Hello. Actually, you are the one and only. I looked it up on Google once. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, Ryan Hamm. (laughs) Hello. I am not the one and only. No, not at all. (laughs) There's a yacht racer named Ryan Hamm. Oh. (laughs) Josh Loveless. Hey, people. Uh, And on the Skype line from Virginia, Jesse Carey. yo. Yo. Behind the Wall of Glass, our illustrious producer and the DJ of Relevant FM, Chad Michael Snavely. You know, there's another Cameron Strang. And uh, he owns or is the president of New West Records, a country label Hmm. based out of the Northwest. And uh, when I was, I found out about him, I was 23. He was 32. I was living in the Southeast. He was living in the Northwest. He was an atheist. I was a Christian. I hate country music. He makes country music. He was my Bizarro camera. Strange. Yeah. That is very strange. Yeah. It was like to a T. And about once every other month, I'll get an email. I was looking at my Emmylou Harris album notes, and she thanks you. (laughs) How do you know (laughs) Emmylou Harris? Just claim it. Just claim it. And I, I used to explain it, and now I just go, Yeah.
3: I had a guy uh, that has the name, Josh Lovelace who Googled himself uh, only discover to discover messages that I'd given speaking at church and who listened to the podcast of messages that I've given uh, and emailed me about it. And he was mad that, you know, his stuff doesn't come up first. So he was talking to me about that and then got mad that I was a Christian. And it's like, you know, the messages weren't that bad, was his kind of point. And I was like, oh, that's good. You know, it's maybe something positive coming from this, you know, horrible last name that I have, Loveless. Uh, And only to find out, you know, within weeks, someone emailed me to see if I had seen that in the news somewhere, uh, a Josh Loveless had been convicted of being a pedophile. <laughs> oh, so uh, so there's that. Yeah. Yeah, and he was like young. He's like twenty three or twenty-four and uh, and said, Hey, saw you in the news recently and just sent me the link.
4: Oh wow. <laughs> wow. wow.
3: Yeah. So there there's that last name again, Loveless. Yeah. Blessing I, and a curse.
2: I, I in the last couple of years have come across one additional Cameron string. And it was an eleven month old baby who <laughs> fell out of a fourth story window. <laughs> oh, <man.
5: laughs>
2: and lived.
6: I was going to say, why is everyone laughing?
2: (laughs) It bounced and was fine. um, Okay, the podcast this week, I can't believe I didn't lead with this. We're talking about our names. Um, We have the most epic lineup for you on the podcast this week. Later in the podcast, we have an interview with none other than Johnny Depp and Tim
3: Burton. But hold on. Those are the, not the actual Tim Burtons <laughs> and Johnny Depp. These are the babies yeah. that bounce yeah. named Tim Burton.
2: Yeah. Uh, they're talking new about their, their new film, Alice in Wonderland, which broke Avatar's records uh, in opening weekend last week. Um, we also have a live in-studio performance coming up uh, from Chris Staples, who, uh, the namesake of the Staples chain of office supply restaurants oh, look at that restaurants uh, <laughs> and brother brother. D-
6: staples doesn't sound like a very appetizing restaurant yeah,
2: it's all your Staples it's all your basic <laughs> food yeah.
6: staples. No, Chris Staples is awesome he was in the band uh, 238 Correct. for a while very good and uh, Discover America Until as well Two text. do you have my
2: do you have my notes in front of you because uh, I was just about to say that look at you
6: it's telepathy. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right so definitely stay tuned for the coming up. But before all that, we got your entertainment releases and slices. Let's see, music coming out on Tuesday, March 16th, which, by the way, is the day after my birthday. That's how we, that's how we kind of like check. It's like the BCAD thing. So one day after my birthday, one day after my birthday, (laughs) Mm -hmm. we've got a few uh, albums coming out. Let's see
3: if anything Good's coming out this week because of your birthday.
2: Yeah, there actually is a couple. The Wigs are coming out with In the Dark. Mm -hmm. And we're playing one of their songs right now on Relevant FM. The White Stripes are coming out with a live album called Under the Great white northern lights Uh, streetlight manifesto is coming out with 99 songs of a revolution and meredith andrews is coming out with as long as it takes she uh is a former liberty student who used to date an intern from relevant
7: that sounds scandalous when you say it like that
2: well john john carl was an intern here i don't know if they were dating when he was an intern he lived with us and we had many uh trips to the local pizzeria uno and we would talk about life and dreams, and I would give him advice. Hmm. And now he's a photographer. Uh, movie releases coming out Friday the 19th, which, as we all know, is four days after my birthday. <laughs> uh, we got Bounty Hunter starring Gerard Butler and Jennifer Aniston.
6: Happy birthday to you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm doing on my birthday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Repo Men starring Jude Law and Lee F. Schreiber. And Runaways starring Kristen Stewart and Dakota Fanning. All right, so that's entertainment releases. Let's just roll right into Slices. We have so much coming up later. We might as well roll right yeah. into it. Uh, Ryan, take it away. All right. Uh, I have some very exciting news from the tech
7: world today. Um, I read on Wired today that the first safe, and that's the key word here, the first safe and kind of affordable jetpack has gone on sale. Mm. It's $90,000. So when I, say kind, <laughs> when I say kind of affordable, I mean if you're like a high roller. But
6: as and, the, and when you say safe, there's death is only a 50-50 <laughs> chance. Kind well, of safe. Has,
2: death is has, nearly imminent. Exactly. Just not imminent. exactly.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because I love, other, other jetpacks, like the garage-made kind, that costs several hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you're, it's about 90% you're going to die exactly. if you fire that thing up.
7: Well, I love the Wired article makes it a point to say that one of its safety features is that if the engine shuts off, a parachute comes out
6: oh that's ah. good
2: unless Fuck. you're 20 feet off that's what I mean yeah. then you're just gonna be maimed <laughs> yes. yeah.
6: you just break your legs because you have 300 pound Un- jet pack <laughs> your
3: legs will shoot up into your torso unless you're an 11 month old baby named Cameron <laughs> Strange. Yes, exactly. then you'll survive <laughs> but it's <gasps> I wonder if we could strap babies to these jetpacks. that'd be hilarious <laughs> that would flying be
6: hilarious the- <laughs> so, so Ryan I want some details I don't know if you have in front of you but I'm talking distance speed you know is it one of those like you know that like we all saw that YouTube video yeah. uh, a few years back For where the Comic guy had Con. a jetpack and flew like 50 yards right. and everyone like freaked out. Right. Well, what's,
7: what's the story with this? I mean it says that it's like that there that it's classified as a light aircraft so you don't need a pilot's license it looks kind of like it's got two well, that's good yeah it looks <laughs> like it's got,
6: could you imagine going to the <laughs> you're like you're taking all these like altitude training and, yeah. la- and you're know, <clears throat> learning about the intricacies of landing gear and they're like oh what are you gonna do with your license oh i'm gonna jetpack
7: <laughs> <laughs> but the but the owner does require you to take a training like safety training course if you're gonna mm-hmm. do it um, that sounds like half a Saturday.
6: Yeah. Does it doesn't <laughs> no. sound like very <laughs> it's intentional. Like, well,
7: it sounds like a DMV course. It does. Yeah. Where you're like, I was speeding. There's like a like, guy with a clipboard, right? Yeah. Old school. Legs. Yeah.
6: And, and like a really cheesy DVD he makes you watch. Yeah. yeah that's good. Um,
7: so I don't, I mean, I don't have specs, but I do know that it kind of looks like it has plane engines on the back. <laughs> And apparently it's got this thing that levels it out automatically. So if you let go of the controls, you don't fall or like, like, you know, tilt. You just hover.
6: Well, they've thought of everything.
7: Which I think would be cool because then if you
3: need a snack or a drink, you just hover. (laughs) When I went, when I went and saw Karate Kid for the very first time, I remember leaving the theater and just hacking away with my (laughs) hands and feet. Anyone that was near me, just feeling inspired. Uh I just imagine after Iron Man 2. There's just going to be like a slew of people that are going to purchase these jetpacks thinking they can actually become Iron Man. I hope so. I know. I feel like this is the future. It's right in front of us. Mm. It's, it's happening. Vigilante justice. I, I do. <laughs> the era of vigilante
2: justice is born mm-hmm. because of jetpacks. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm still pretty
7: upset that we don't have hoverboards. I'm going to be honest. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's no reason for that not to be. What year was Back to the
2: Future 2-7? 2015. Okay, so we're five years away from it. We still got a chance.
7: Yeah, we still got a chance. Anyway, so I was going to say, the only other thing is that if you want... So like I said, it's $90,000. 10% is down at the initial point of purchase, and then you have to wait 12 months for your jetpack to be done. Is it like custom mm-hmm. fit to you like Iron Man? I'm not really sure if it's custom fit or if it just takes them 12 months. To yeah, I wouldn't think this is an assembly line mechanism. <laughs> right.
3: Well, I would want, I mean, I'd the want... a guy in his garage doing
6: it. Yeah, yeah. that makes me even no- more nervous. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, here's $10,000, sir. Talk to you in a year. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'd want to be able to share it with my friends, though. You know, if it's custom fit, then, you know, you can't let your spouse you, drive it, you know? True. You
1: can have them custom put on like a little side... Pouch thing that like you can fit people
6: and babies, Maybe little yeah, front, like, a <laughs> like a front pouch, like a front pouch, yeah. like
1: that little carry you put kids in, walk around.
6: <laughs> a baby Bjorn for <laughs> you the jetpack. The you tandem jetpack, I like
2: it. Yeah, I mean, is there going to be some sort of apparatus so you can go get groceries and carry them home? I a, mean, basket. I so. a basket, a <laughs> basket. Well, that's... get a little cargo pack on the back. <laughs> yeah, and that's again where the
7: where the hovering mechanism comes into play because if something drops, you can reach for it and then you'll just stay there
6: like it yeah. Can you go
1: through drive-thrus because drive-thrus that's a good
6: question hmm. no it says oh. motorized vehicles well, well i was yeah. gonna say if you're going through a drive-thru aren't you just running at that point <laughs> <laughs> just hovering very low oh and yeah. it also i, I so, don't know if a jetpack's necessary to go through a drive-thru lift your legs a car. Up
1: really high so the
7: range drop. i do know i do know the range i take that back the range is 30 miles because it holds five 30 miles yeah it holds five gallons of gas and it can go. I don't like yeah, the I idea
3: think, that it's
6: run on gasoline. Oh yeah, it's, it's gonna run, run out. It's run on gasoline. So you gotta yeah. you gotta make sure. Oh, all, no, all you do because is put if, a couple of quarts of two cycle, just like the weed whacker, <laughs> and you gotta get thirty miles. You,
3: you have to mix the gasoline and the oil. If yeah, it runs like out the of weed whacker. If it runs out of if it runs out of gas, you're gonna have a parachute. Isn't it interesting? <laughs> in the future with jetpacks, we still haven't figured out the right way to use energy. Like even in the future, we're using gasoline instead of vegetable oil. You are so liberal. I, I'm just. <laughs> I'm just
2: confused. confused. Plug yeah, in. I mean,
6: Can we just
1: enjoy
2: just... the jetpack?
1: Yeah. <laughs> all, all gas stations are going to be thirty miles apart in the future.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I oh, like hopefully, that. twenty nine. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> you will be plummeting. Twenty nine point five. Yeah. Wow. All right.
1: All right. Well, I once again asked Twitter World for help with my slice, and I got a good one. So apparently, this week there was an armed robbery at the European Poker uh, Tournament and people came in and took 1.1 million dollars worth of money from these people that are playing this tournament Um, and they had hand grenades and assault rifles wow does this
6: sound like a Guy Ritchie movie to anyone else
1: (laughs) (laughs) They, they. Uh, some of the people there said they came in and they screamed, "Armed robbery." <laughs>
6: <laughs> At least they're honest. <laughs> they don't know
2: a whole lot of English. Yeah,
1: like nobody died or anything. But there's in- there's injuries. You sounded but- disappointed. Like, uh, no, I'm sorry. That was mean. Nobody died. <laughs> Yay. Um, but a lot of it, the injuries were from like panic. Like people Mm -hmm. saw a grenade and, or heard armed robbery and went crazy.
7: Don't you think like holding a gun up and saying armed robbery is kind of redundant? (laughs) Yeah. Like, couldn't you just yell robbery and then they (laughs) would know that you were armed?
6: I was going to say, I can't, I can't, I can't imagine an armed robbery. That's primary weapon is a hand grenade and no one gets hurt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and it was at the, at a Hyatt, a grand Hyatt hotel in Berlin.
6: That's the
3: last time I'm staying there. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
6: Yeah.
7: never again no <laughs> well i i also wonder like i hope they stole well not hope but i mean <laughs> i i hope for the robbers sake they stole cash and didn't just get chips Ch- chips <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i could see the back of the hotel and they're like we stole 1.5 million dollars
2: in chips
1: yeah and it looks like they took off with the actual jackpot you know how like they bring it out and it's all pretty oh yeah so it looks like they actually mm.
2: this wasn't like that. the world's Series of poker it Europe, was the was
1: european it? european poker tour oh so really it's, it's i watched real, that on it's tv a real one yeah
7: Wow. Maybe you'll see it's a on robbery. the Travel
2: Channel, the, the World Poker Tour.
1: So that happened. And they did resume playing poker four hours later. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's, that's I don't know with what money.
1: I know. <laughs> yeah. for Just for the fun of
3: it. Yeah. That's hardcore. Yeah, geez. Yeah. yeah. Uh, My Slice uh, is, I don't know if you guys heard about this, recently there was an advertising campaign in New Zealand for atheism. Uh, the ads displayed on buses read, yeah. yeah, yeah, there's probably no God. Now stop worrying and enjoy your life. Uh, The New Zealand bus got some complaints on the campaign. I wonder from who? Christians. (laughs) There's not many
2: of them in New New Zealand. Well,
3: enough picked up the phone. They vote. I don't know if you heard about these Christians. Christian in America, New Zealand, they love to vote. Uh, And they ended up taking the advertisements down. And so the Archdeacon, uh, Glenn Carty, the vicar of St. Matthew in the city in Auckland, he said the New Zealand bus's decision last month to stop the display of paid advertising showing atheistic slogans is regrettable. He says, many in the Christian community welcome a debate about the issues of the existence of God, and also, I don't think there's anything to be afraid of in that debate. It's interesting, a Christian taking the position that everyone should have the freedom of speech to be able to say what they need to say. If, you know, if Christian wants a position to, you know, have choice to say what they need to say, the people who are atheists should be able to do that as well. I
2: I actually strongly agree with that. It, It bothers me that in America, the religious right feels like we should have the ability to make this a Christian nation, but if any other religion wanted to exert their religious preferences or something, then, you know, it's a double standard. Right. You know? We
3: can't have a position of insecurity in right. my right. opinion. Yeah. We, we can't believe in free choice but only believe that that belongs to christians right yeah. you know? no, I, well, I, I love totally how passive it. aggressive the ads are you know <laughs> there's probably no god you know what i mean like well it's not even a confident atheist position yeah, it's not you know? i was like
1: <laughs> why are they the probably if
3: you're going to come out of the gate just swing man swing i can handle it i can handle it yeah to say there is no god that's yeah. what an atheist yeah. would yeah. say yeah. not probably yeah that's true also, it's not even an atheist campaign So
7: how does one become a vicar I don't know. He's, a, sounds, ca- he's a Cardi, too. It sounds like a fun
2: title. <laughs> Isn't that the guy who's uh, over the bi- bishops? No.
3: I think it's like just what? like a local priest. It's the guy that brings the wine to the bishop.
2: Hey. No, cuz cuz in in there's a Brit a Britcom called The Vicar of Dibley. Right, The Vicar of Dibley. And, but and I think she's he's just the local uh Bishop, a priest. But that happens
6: to get in wacky scenarios. Of
2: course she gets in wacky <laughs> scenarios. She's a female priest in a conservative small village in, in Uh-oh. rural. oh
3: <laughs> Alright, uh, this just in. Here we go. In the broadest sense, a vicar is a representative. Anyone acting in the person of or agent for a superior Oh, okay. In this sense, the title is comparable to lieutenant. Literally, the placeholder. Okay. I, so, vi- like the vicar of Dibley was put there by the cardinal, or oh, okay. by the by, by the, the regional okay. manager. It's a local representative of, of the emperor, okay. or perhaps an archduke. So, would I be a vicar editor?
6: <laughs> he wants a title change. <laughs> I just
3: want to be a vicar.
6: <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh,
7: Cameron's that thinking. happen. He's I'm really thinking, thinking about I'm really thinking. it. Yeah, he's yeah. thinking. Oh. I don't have a business card it's not too late to get this drawn up that's true
2: Dude, can I you imagine I don't have a business card
7: <laughs> because... can you imagine the phone call I'd get from Jimmy John's like for free lunch like hello is this assistant Vicar Ryan <laughs> <laughs> speak
2: to the Vicar please
6: <laughs> the Vicar I, editor I love how I... in your scenario like you you, you, the you always vicar. win
3: Jimmy John's subs. <laughs> 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 and hold on the Jimmy John's person had an accent yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had like a European you're accent you're
6: ordering from an English yeah. Jimmy John. exactly <laughs> so- <laughs> you're
3: not even confident you said that you're the assistant. Oh, no, I know. i
6: must shut up. Yeah. If you're, if so, in your fictional scenario, there's a Jimmy jo- some sort of European Jimmy John's bistro. Yes. When contest that. And, and you're, yeah, and
3: you're assistant to an assistant. Yeah. That's true. Ryan, I believe in you a lot more yeah. than you believe in yourself. I, 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 I agree. Just Thank you.
2: Which is why you're a vicar, because we believe in you. We're going to appoint you to that okay. position. That's good. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Wow. Okay, uh, Jesse? All
6: right, well, uh, this, you know, we've come, uh, we're in an interesting era of technology with, with social networking and, and everything. So it's only a matter of time before we see stories like this. Uh, a guy who was working for the New York Life uh, insurance company uh, was fired and he was broke. So he decided to try to extort money out of them. And here's what he said, that he has skills, and this is a quote, is a huge social networker and will use a spam service to, uh, you know, hurt the company. And he said, unless they pay him $200,000, you know, he will use his social networking skills to bring New York Life Insurance to its knees. Um, Hmm. Of course, they reported him and so like uh, that blackmail,
1: you
6: know, can you go to jail for that yeah exactly he was trying to extort money out of him. but i love it like it wasn't like some kind of threat of violence or like i'm gonna expose emails it's like if you don't pay me two hundred thousand dollars i will inundate your news feed with my <laughs> farmville updates of accomplishments you know like a social networking uh genius you know
1: he walked into their office and said i social network
6: they yeah. all they all ran around. You're not gonna like my tweets later.
3: That'll be two hundred thousand dollars. That's just like the guy announcing armed robbery yeah. when he walked into yeah. the, the bank. <laughs> yeah. That was my steal. impersonation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except they got away with it. Right. Why only
1: two hundred thousand dollars?
3: Yeah. swing for the fences. Yeah.
2: It's like an assistant vicar. <laughs>
6: <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're gonna yeah, if you're gonna try to extort money out of someone, yeah, yeah.
7: New York yeah. life. I mean, they got some they cash. Got some I mean but he's yeah. not paying rent at his mom's basement. Yeah. <laughs>
1: True. He can live on that, part, yeah. <laughs> but
6: yeah. But it's like it's like an anticlimactic extortion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at least if you're like working at New York Life and you got you go to like the company present and you're like, listen, you know, we're involved in a in a secret extortion plot. And it's like, what is it? Oh, a guy's going to put up bad things on his Twitter about us. And it's, like, oh, man. it's like, it's like speed Two cruise control. It's like the first one was on a bus and they couldn't go under 50 miles an hour. And it's like the second one was on a cruise ship. And it's like, uh, hey, that know. had an Oscar winner Yeah, in it. It's true. <laughs> yeah. It's like, That's too bad you know, our ship can't go above three knots. I hope there's nothing but miles of open water ahead of us.
3: <laughs> <laughs> she should have prayed like she did in Blindside. I think it would have done a lot better. That's too. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, that'll wrap up. Slices, uh,
2: Lovelace is, is stepping out. He's got to leave like Maya did last week. He's He's, he's got to leave early yoga. this week. Yeah, he's going to power yoga. <laughs> No, he's he's going to the
3: magic game. Yeah, no Thanks to uh the Cameron Strang the adult version. Right, not the baby. <laughs> not the baby. Not the dropped infant. Thank you sir. Yeah, have fun.
2: All right, that'll do it for slices. Up next, Chris Staples. Taste
1: fate As the lights of the cars go by in a
4: stream, seems like I stand pretty much unseen, but I
0: Well, the party is happening and we want you to be a part of it. Celebrate Relevant's 7th anniversary by getting a subscription to Relevant at a special rate. Right now, it's just 10 bucks. Go to relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. You're listening to Dan
2: Black featuring Kid Cuddy. The song is called Symphonies and we love it. It's playing right now on Relevant TV and Relevant FM. Um, it's it's actually specifically the Kid Cudi version. Uh, there is a non Kid Cudi version that's not nearly as interesting. Hmm. Um, both the video too and the and the song on Relevant FM. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard Gorillas with their new track uh, called Stylo. It's featuring Most Def and Bobby Womack. We were mentioning the the Gorillas album last week. Yeah, so. have you heard it yet? Uh, I have heard Stylo featuring Most deaf and Bobby Womack. I love that song. It's a good song. Yeah. It's actually, when I mentioned last week that I've heard a few of the tracks, it was just <laughs> Stylo. That's all I've heard. <laughs> um, it's playing right now on Relevant.tv. Go check it out. It's from the new album, Plastic Beach, Gorillaz.com. Which we have a review up right now. Good. Look at us. Uh, recently, Chris Staples came through the studio, recorded a couple tracks for us. He has a new record out called Badlands after the classic 1973 film of the same name featuring Martin Sheen. Uh, Badlands is primarily an acoustic record uh, recorded on a four track and eight track tape machines recorded in Seattle and in Chris's hometown of Fort Walton beach, Florida. A limited number of handmade copies are available at shows and on his website. Uh, The album is also available on iTunes Uh, He's currently the front man and main musician of Discover America. Previously, he was a vocalist and guitarist of the indie rock band 238, which Jesse told you at the beginning (laughs) of the podcast.
1: And the head cook at Staples Restaurant.
2: (laughs) 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 Apparently. You can check him out at MySpace slash Chris Staples Music. Here is Chris Staples. This song is called
4: uh, Grand Coulee Dam. must have got your soul But I see an angel when I look in your eyes Don't wanna know your secrets Don't really wanna hear your lies We could sit in the solitude February, March, April, May and June I've been predicting the weather Contemplate the phases of the moon Doesn't matter what you do Love's not letting go of you 64 leaning over Grand Coulee Dam Bottle Of warm champagne Wilted Flowers in my hand Uneasy look in your eye Unwilling to let go Honey you are afraid Stand beside me in the snow Doesn't matter what you do Love's not letting go of Doesn't matter what you do Love's not letting go of Doesn't matter what you do Love's not letting go of you
2: That was Chris Staples Check him out at myspace. dot com slash chris staples music. Listening to Mates of State. The song is Get Better. The song is playing right now on relevant.fm from their current album, Rearrange Us. I Love Me Some Mates of State. Well, everyone knows that Alice in Wonderland opened last week. Uh, It's a classic film that has been reimagined by Tim Burton. It stars Johnny Depp, and uh, opening weekend broke Avatar's record for uh, a 3D movie. Um, It's getting a lot of buzz. It is uh, visually stunning, creatively stunning. Um, And we had the opportunity to talk to the filmmaker and uh, the star uh, about Alice in Wonderland. We cover everything from this is their seventh movie together so you know what's that been like to to the to the filmmaking itself to the vision uh, of the characters and and how they brought it to the big screen it's a fascinating interview here's a look at alice in wonderland and part of that conversation
3: you're back alice alice
8: you're absolutely alice i'd know you anywhere
9: We all know the story of Alice in Wonderland, but we have yet to see it through the unique, to say the least, eyes of legendary filmmaker Tim Burton. 145 years after it was first written by Lewis Carroll, Burton has put his artistic spin on this classic tale and created a colorful 3D masterpiece. With a script by Linda Wolverton and a score from Danny Elfman, the film stars Johnny Depp, Mia Vashikowska, Burton's wife Helena Bonham Carter, and Anne Hathaway. Burton talks about why it just made sense to create the 3D world of Alice in Wonderland and how he put his own unique stamp on the story.
10: Well, it was that it was Alice in Wonderland in 3D, you know, it's like it, it just seemed like the world that Lewis Carroll created, it's just the kind of trippiness. And then I started thinking about the the world of Lewis Carroll and thinking like not so much about the films and things but Like I knew more about it from listening to music and bands and other illustrators and artists that would incorporate that imagery in in their work. And it just made me realize just how powerful the material was. And, uh, you know, it's like if it were written today, it would be mind-blowing today. And it's just so the combination of the medium and the material just seemed really right. You know, there's been so many versions and... for me, I'd never seen a version that I really liked, so I didn't feel like there was a definitive version to me that I was, we were fighting against. Yeah. Uh, and also, I like what Linda did with the script. She kind of took... She almost treated the, this story like how the Alice material has affected us, at least for me. It's like, you know, it's the story about somebody using this kind of imagery and this kind of world to, you know, figure out problems and things in their own life, and, you know, what's fantasy and reality and dreams and reality, you know, how they are not separate things, they're, they're you know, one thing, and it's how we use those things to, to deal with our issues in life, so.
0: Alice has returned to
9: Wonderland.
8: Since you've been gone, the Red Queen has taken over all of Wonderland. Find her!
9: With 3D technology becoming more prominent, and the story of Alice lending itself to such effects, it's no surprise Burton decided to go with 3D. What is surprising is the fact that he actually shot it in 2D and later converted it to 3D. Burton talks about his decision to film it in this backwards sort of way.
10: Well, I mean, just because all the techniques we were using, I mean, there's no point in shooting in 3D when there's nothing to shoot. In, you know, so we had, you know, we were using so many different techniques i mean we didn't go we didn't go motion capture we had live action we had animation we had virtual sets a little bit of sets so you know i looked from you know when we did the conversion from nightmare and then you know we looked ken ralston and i we looked at things that were shot in 3d and shot in 2d conversion and it's like anything you know all of these tools you can see good 3d bad 3d good conversions, bad conversions. So, you know, we always knew it was 3D, so we did all the other, you know, the proper planning. So when we got to that stage, you know, when we got the elements finally together, then, you know, it was just another piece of the technology. In fact, that was probably more some of the easier technology than the other elements that we were dealing with. There is a place like no place on
8: Earth. Some say to survive it. You need to be as mad as a hatter. Which, luckily, I am.
9: It's becoming common to see Johnny Depp and Burton's films as they work together numerous times on Edward Scissorhands, Sweeney Todd, and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, to name a few. This time around, Depp plays Alice's ally, the Mad Hatter. So what exactly was Depp's reaction when Burton came to him and said Mad Hatter?
8: Well, he, I mean, uh, to be honest, he could have said Alice and I would have said... <laughs> I would have done whatever character Tim uh, Tim wanted, but, uh, yeah, certainly the fact that it was the Mad Hatter was a, a bonus um, because, of, you know, a great challenge, you know, try to find this guy, and not just to sort of be, a, you know, a, you know, a rubber ball that you heave into a, an empty room and watch it bounce all over the place, but just to f- find that part of the character, but also, you know, a little bit more, you know, uh, History or gravity to the guy.
9: Rather than the madcap, silly character everyone is used to with the Mad Hatter, Depp brought a level of depth and a new tragic facet to the Hatter.
8: Part of the, I mean, there's that whole, there's the whole, you know, um, you know, Hatter's dilemma, really, which you know, which is, was where the term Mad as a Hatter came from. The the amount of mercury that they used uh, in the glue to to um, to do to make the hats and everything was was damaging. So I mean, in terms of the hatter looking at her from that perspective of, of this this guy who is literally yeah damaged goods. I mean, you know, uh, uh, physically damaged, uh, emotionally, you know, a little uh, obtuse and um, and and kind of taking that and and deciding that he should be as opposed to just this hyper nutty guy. Uh, he should he sh- should explore all sides of the personality at, the, at at an extreme level so he could go from from one second uh being very uh highfalutin and a lot of levity and then straight into um some kind of dangerous potential rage uh and then and then uh, tragedy so so yeah it was uh it was interesting it was, it was you know trying to map it out was really interesting alice you're terribly late you know naughty
9: Depp's films have grossed more than $4.8 billion worldwide. He's been nominated for several major awards, including three Best Actor Oscar nominations. So it could seem he's living in his very own Johnny in Wonderland. So how does the actor deal with his fame? And did he ever think it was going to turn out like this?
8: Uh, I mean, yeah, the whole whole, whole ride, uh, my whole um, ride, experience on the ride since uh, day one has been ...pretty surreal in within, within this business and um, and uh, defies logic or, you know, why I'm still here. I mean, I'm still completely shocked that I still get jobs and still, still am around, you know. Um, uh, but I guess just, uh, you know, more than anything, yeah, it, is, it has been a kind of wonderland. But it's, it's, uh, I've, I've been very lucky, you know. I mean, I truly, after having... I felt like after I had done Cry Baby with John Waters... And Edward Scissorhands with Tim, that uh, they were going to cut me off right then. You know what I mean? I just, because th- th- I was, I felt at that point I was on solid ground, and I knew where I was going, or where I wanted to go, and and uh, I-, I was sure that they would uh, they would uh, nix me out of the gig, but luckily still here. You know?
9: With Alice being their seventh film collaboration, it's inevitable that the pair would also form a personal relationship. Depp is even the godfather to Burton and Bonham Carter's son. Yet after working together for so many years, the pair still surprise each other.
10: I, you know, look, I always love working with Johnny um, for many reasons. He likes to play characters, be different things. He doesn't like watching himself, which I love, because that makes it a lot easier for me. Uh, No, it's just great, and each time you do something, it's you know always trying to come kind of, you know he's always trying to do something different surprises and that's you know it's great when you know somebody and they keep you know surprising you. Uh, the, the 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 initial
8: thing for me is to you know obviously come up with a character but then you start thinking there's a pre- there's a certain amount of pressure where you go will this be the one where I disappoint him, <laughs> you know what I mean? So you, I mean I try really hard just early especially early on just to come up with something that's very different and, and you know that he that he, he hasn't experienced before we haven't experienced together before and and you know that would make him uh it would stimulate you know and make him inspire him you know to to make choices you know based on that on that character so i just don't you know i try not to embarrass him basically
9: Depp is famous for creating memorable characters for the big screen, but some might say they're a little too similar to each other. The actor says he's conscious of this when personifying new characters.
8: Well, you definitely, I mean, at a certain point, you know, uh, especially if you're dealing with, because I've played, um, i played English a number of times, you know, I've used an English accent a number of times, so it becomes a little bit of an obstacle course to sort of go oh uh, uh, that's teetering into captain jackville or this one's kind of teetering over into uh what was it uh well, chocolat or something or wonka you know <clears throat> so you gotta yeah, you gotta really um pay attention to the places you've been you know um but hopefully you also it's i mean that's part of it you know that's the great challenge is that you know you may get it wrong or you may you know there's, the, there's a this very good possibility that um, you can fall flat on your face. But again, that's, I think it's a healthy, uh, healthy thing for an actor.
9: It seems filmmakers are constantly pushing the envelope when it comes to using technology. So in the creation of Alice in Wonderland, was there anything Burton wanted to do but technologically couldn't do quite yet?
10: You know we were just using all different technologies so it's not you know they're all out there and you know you, people go purely motion capture purely whatever animation different forms of animation um no i think i think you know it's just everything's a new tool i you know you always have limitations you can do more it's all you know it's all great but i never try to focus too much on the technology and just try to you know, remember you know because you the fun of it for us is the artistic thing of it and, and feeling like, you know, making a movie and stuff and not get overly uh, too involved with it, you know, in love with it, technology.
8: Help us make the world right again. Oh, my
1: head! I need a pig here.
8: I
9: love a warm pig belly for my aching feet. <laughs> Stop that. From Sleepy Hollow to Finding Neverland, a film about J.M. Barrie, the author of Peter Pan, and now Alice in Wonderland, it seems Depp is going through the entire canon of 19th century fantasy literature. Depp talks about his attraction to that era's literature and how it affects him as an artist and an actor.
8: Oh, I, I, I mean, I just adore it. I mean, for all the, from certainly uh, J.M. Barrie, uh, you know, and that wonderful th- character, the characters he created, uh, Lewis Carroll, um, but even French, you know, French literature, you know, Baudelaire, when you read Baudelaire, or, or over in the States, Poe, um, I mean, it's just, like Tim said about Lewis Carroll, you open those books, you open the Flowers of Evil and begin to read, it's uh, it's if it were written today, you'd be absolutely, you know, stupefied by, by the work. So it's this this incredible period where the work um, is timeless, ageless. So yeah, I I, I, uh, I have a t- I just I love all those guys. It's my my deep passion, you know, those those great uh, 19th century writers.
2: Make sure to check out Alice in Wonderland, currently in theaters, in 3D. Get to wear cool glasses nationwide right now.
4: Your
2: You're listening to Vampire Weekend. The song is Giving Up the Gun. The video is playing right now on relevant.tv and the song is playing right now on relevant.fm. FM. Uh, it's from their new album, Contra, and they were interviewed in the Jan Feb issue of Relevant, if you remember, and you have your copies, you're playing along at home. Um <laughs> and, and what's interesting about that interview and this song in particular is in our in our relevant FM selection meetings, we, we dig deeper. it's not just popular music, it's not just cool indie music. We actually really do dig deeper and talk about topical issues and and depth of the substance of the music and stuff. And uh, there was this this consensus like, look at this, Vampire
0: Weekend with a substantive song, which hasn't been their MO up to this point. No, and we love us some Vampire Weekend but we're trying to find music that has some really good content, more than just great music. Otherwise, we probably have Vampire Week an hour
3: yeah on relevant <laughs>
0: hey so.
2: we throw some ting tings in there we throw I mean there's a lot of good there's a lot of
0: fun music yeah. out there but yeah. it's just
2: not deep enough yeah. for a relevant so FM. when
0: we thought when we saw this one we just kind of went crazy because yeah. we we're like oh this is brilliant it's our spotlight song of the week Absolutely. this week and it's just a phenomenal song yeah have you, have you seen the video the, vi- the video is on relevant tv so oh, it's v- it's amazing and
7: the, vi- and the video features I kid you not Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. the RZA Joe Jonas and Lil John. Joe Jonas. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't front. You love them. Speaking of the Jonases, did you guys hear that yeah. they're appearing at uh, Saddleback Church's uh, Easter weekend service yeah. at Angel Stadium in, in Anaheim? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Carrie Job, the worship leader who's been interviewed here on the podcast, um, mm-hmm. is also performing leading worship mm-hmm. and stuff. It's it's a very it's interesting. They're just they're doing an Easter service for the city, and all of their distributed campuses and services are meeting together for the first time. Hmm. Not first it, time. They did it. Five they years did one ago. other time. Yeah, twenty five years. It's this the, is their thirtieth. It's the thirtieth anniversary of the church, and so they did it their twenty fifth. But um, if you know anything about the church, it's uh, about community connections and so they actually have a whole lot of small services rather than one massive service. It's kinda like the anti mega church in some respects. And so you go to Saddleback thinking it's this huge church, huge pastor, and it's really actually a small auditorium, hmm. relatively speaking. So anyway they're coming together and they're expecting between all of their services that they will have fifty thousand people at this wow. at this one service. Wow. It's crazy. And the Jonas brothers are leading worship. No three of those are the Jonas brothers. <laughs> well
1: they they did that whole purity ring thing.
2: They're not leading worship because no, they're I know, pure. I, I mean, they're believers. Their dad's I mean, a believers. pastor and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're known to be believers and their dad's a pastor. So it's good, good, clean entertainment for <laughs> Easter Sunday morning. That's fine. So are they just performing? I don't know what the deal is. Oh, okay. They may just share their testimony or something. They may not even perform. Okay. You know. Okay, anyway. <laughs> uh, this is uh, song number two from Chris. The album is Badlands. It's available now. Check it out at iTunes. Here is Chris Staples.
4: Uh, the song is called Lady of Fortune. The lady of fortune has blindfolded eyes She's indifferent as I rise to the sky, and when at last I begin to fall, the lady of fortune don't care at all. Don't know about karma, don't know about God, I'm just playing the odds with the lady of fortune, the lady of fortune. Know about free will, don't know about fate cause that lady opens and closes the gate So get that we'll spend Let my luck begin get that we'll spend begin
2: that was Chris Staples check out his album Badlands and iTunes uh, and check out more at myspacecom Chris staples music
4: right. together
2: Listening to the features, the song is Lions. It's playing right now on relevant.fm. From their album, Some Kind of Salvation. So here's here's how we make decisions for Relevant FM. <laughs> We're we're a radio station by a magazine, so without the features, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. And then there's a buzzword, salvation, and and the album name. This has got to be good. So we di- we didn't even listen to the song. We no. Just <laughs> it. No. So, no, So if
6: you're an up and coming artist, yeah. I suggest naming your band the Cover Story, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and do an album of covers of songs that have Christian buzzwords in it.
6: Exactly. Yeah.
7: <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So like, like some some band by the Cover Story called
0: Community. <laughs> Doesn't matter what the lyrics are. We'll play it. Hopefully. Yeah, sold. <laughs> that's that's why that's why we play music from Justice because their album has a cross on the
8: front. <laughs> it's true, it's
0: true. And, and Christians should stand for justice. That's right.
2: What other songs? What other songs sound like they're Christian songs but they're actually not? Like, don't stop believing. That's true. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. It's true. So if you're doing the cover stories and you're doing cover a uh, cover album so don't stop believing's on there. What else? I don't want your sex for now. <laughs> <laughs> No, I said, a Christian, sounds like a Christian song. That's not. That one is a Christian song. Uh, that's funny. Mr. Brightside. Mr. Brightside. Uh, Faith
6: highway, by George Michael. A highway to the danger zone. <laughs> yes.
2: That's true. Yeah.
7: Bat out of hell. Yeah, because he's escaping from hell like no, Jesus
6: did. Exactly. Yeah. We are the champions. <laughs> well, <laughs> no time for losers. Or you could that was just, just do impression. You wasn't could
2: it? just do Carmen's champion. It's true.
1: <laughs> don't
7: look. Don't look back in anger.
2: Oh, There you go. That's good. It's about See? forgiveness. Yeah. that's good.
1: Crisscross will make you jump.
2: There you go. <laughs> Any crisscross Any hit. Criss-cross. Criss-cross. Any problem. crisscross hit. Yeah.
6: I missed the bus. But especially <laughs> will make you jump. It's true <laughs> yeah. because David danced. You it's know? true. Dance like David danced. So Michael Bolton's love is a wonderful thing. <laughs> 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 I think oh. they sing that in a lot of churches. Actually,
1: I believe I can fly.
6: R. Kelly's oh, uh, nice. okay. No lie,
2: Maya and I attended a uh, ethnically diverse church for a couple of years, and there was one service in particular where they were honoring the Tuskegee Airmen.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Um, I think it was actually Black History Month, and while the guys were up there, they started playing R. Kelly's "I Believe I Can Fly." the place erupts. Everybody stands up, hands in the air, singing along like it was a worship song. No,
1: Yeah, this was during R. Kelly's whole scandal thing that yeah. was in the news. People was- are
2: literally worshiping to the song I Believe I Can Fly honoring the Tuskegee Airmen yeah. in the middle of a church service. It was the strangest thing. We, we stopped going soon thereafter. <laughs> All right, it's time for your feedback. Here we go. Woo! Hey. Okay, last week we asked you, we were talking about like the Christian uh, comebacks. We were talking about the new music issue of Relevant. Uh, the, one of the things we're seeing happen this year Jennifer Knapp and uh, other other artists like Cadman's call that there's this like comeback of late '90s, early 2000s Christian music that we all knew and loved. And we asked you, who do you want to see come back? Who 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 do you wish was come back? You went over to relevantmagazine.com, you clicked on the podcast episode page, and you posted your replies there. You also, some of you, actually called into the relevant podcast hotline. and uh, (laughs) operators are standing by and uh, and actually left us some some uh, audio feedback so we'll play we'll play one of those all right so here's some of your replies kiki pounds uh all caps first answer five iron frenzy all caps exclamation points are all over the place she says and i want reese uh the lead singer in a speedo and i want everyone yeah that got a little weird and i want everyone to skank onto stage and i want jeff the girl's kids to sing when i go out I don't know what any of
6: those things mean. Me neither. They're all...
2: You you had me at skank.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Can can I say that? About half of them were for Five Iron Frenzy. It's really
7: ridiculous. And I was going to say, 15-year-old Ryan would have been thrilled with that entire response. I was a huge Five Iron fan.
2: Okay, Alex Tillman wrote in. He said, I want to see a combo tour of Carmen and Michael English. It would be a stadium show performed in the round. These two legends would don matching gold sequin Neil Diamond-esque jumpsuits. With Carmen proudly displaying his super macho chest hair. Uh, to start the show off, Carmen and Michael English would enter the arena riding upon a pair of majestic elephants, singing a duet <laughs> of Heart of a Champion. The tour would be entitled The Quick Redeem Yourself Before Jesus Comes Back Tour, brought to you by Insure.
6: <laughs> As, when I see them riding in on elephants I don't see him like like riding them like horses I see him like standing on the elephant's forehead yeah you know like balancing up there Alex gives
2: us a, a, a little tidbit a, a side note he calls it uh, uh, The Carmen has a, and this is quoting him an incredible all caps incredible website that rivals the quality of his music check out carmen.org uh, and, and and somebody replies to Alex's after they of course click through. And, and Ryan said to Alex, Wow. I love that he calls it the largest artist website on the internet. So apparently that's what the site says it's, about
6: itself. The yeah, site. I, I did go and confirm that. Yeah. Wow. The site is incredible.
7: Like, he actually, on the site, he looks like one of the cast members from Jersey Shore. Nice.
2: Yeah. Mm. It's awesome. Well, he's the godfather of right. Jersey Shore.
6: Yeah. Right. The, the strangest part of this, <laughs> the site, tr- the strangest, I'm going to turn it on here. The audio automatically plays. So, <laughs> um, the strangest part of the site is in his navigation. Navigation. Uh, well, one, it's kind of hard to get there first. You have to drag all these family pictures away from like, the logo to click through the actual homepage. But there's like, okay, I'm going to read his navigation. Tell me when you get a little creeped out. Home, for real, for now. Guaranteed seat pass. Biography. New Saved Club, Family (laughs) Secrets. (laughs) Uh, Stop. (laughs) And and the Family Secrets little icon is this black and white picture that looks like it was taken in the 20s. And you click through. Sure enough, it has three categories in this section. 1910 to 1920, 1920 to 1930, and 1930 to 1940. What is it? And they are old, creepy black and white photos where Carmen gives explanations about his family's past.
2: Oh, my goodness. Weird. Lord, we, now, we now know how he's spending his time. <laughs> <laughs> At com. <ancestry.com>. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, James Keyworth says Plank Eye. Scott H says the OC Supertones.
6: Travis Marone, he said, Bring Back Crucified. Crucified. Nice. I I loved
2: Adam Again. Anybody remember Adam Again? Chad, do you yeah, remember? Yeah, I remember those yeah, guys. I, yeah, I, I, That was one of my favorite alternative albums Definitely of, of that era. And if you Google them or look for them on any place like iTunes or whatever, they don't exist. Hmm. <laughs> they just
0: vanished. Chad B wanted poor old Lou. Not
2: Not bad. Poor old Lou.
0: That was another one of my favorite yeah. bands from back then. Yeah. Um Sprinkle. Yeah. Aaron Sprinkle, Aaron Sprinkle. Sprinkle yeah. Who's still doing amazing work. Well that in that
2: era, Aaron Sprinkle like recorded everybody coming yeah. out of yeah. out Tooth and, of, and of Nail.
6: Tooth and Nail. Yeah. 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 Have you guys heard the new Fair album? Yeah. It's actually pretty good. It I mean if you good. like uh, you know, Aaron Sprinkle, I mean it's it's uh, it's pretty good.
2: Very cool. All right, uh, Chad, hit us up with the audio connection.
5: Hey, guys, this is Jeremy Evans in Bristol, Connecticut. Where it's a nice 32 degrees this morning. I'm sure you're very jealous. Uh, he actually sounds like a meteorologist. Back of the week, guard come back. <laughs> Got a few for you. Uh, number one, DC Talk is so completely support You guys want to see that DC Talk reunion tour. Uh, number two, Delirious. I know they just broke up, but I don't want to break up I think They, they broke up like already. a
2: month ago Yeah, yeah they uh, came to a well, reunion
5: um, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Forever Changed uh, Awesome band that broke up right before the release their second CD You should check them out if you've never heard of them Chasing Furies uh, Another band that didn't make it CD But it's just phenomenal work yeah, that was great I know the, uh, one of the girls, Sarah McIntosh Has just come out with her own CD last year which is excellent. I think I had a crush but, uh, on her in uh, I school. He had a yeah, the whole group come back together, the two, two sisters and brothers together. Uh, Pillar, let's face it, because this last CD was horrible, so they need to come back, because I don't know what the heck happened there. <laughs> 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 because uh, we all need a little heavens and metal. Come on, right? Uh, Supertones, was just fun music and great, great messages, and then and just miss skanking, don't we all? No, I mean, I don't know if Scott could come back right now, but I'd like to see him try. Jason nice. Moran, I don't know if he's actually gone or did she he Jason Moran? Like <laughs> MIA, and uh, his stuff is excellent. I'd like to see him back. Wait, MIA is still and, around? Uh, last two, Steve <laughs> Taylor. If I need to explain to you why he should deserve to come back, uh, go Google his lyrics because his stuff is amazing. And uh, last but not least, my one of my favorites, Five Iron Frenzy. Uh, they're releasing a DVD in a couple of weeks.
2: You and every that other relevant Chronicles listener. Their
5: journey, but uh, it's still not enough. I don't want to see them back. Anyway, hope that's some good feedback for you guys, and hope you're doing good. Keep up the good work.
2: Uh, Steve Taylor. I don't think he wants to do music anymore. He's moved on to filmmaking. Yeah, he's he's yeah. he's successful now and in other things. Isn't he producing people too? Yeah, he's yeah. done a ton of producing. Is stuff.
1: he the Steve Taylor yeah. I know? Of?
2: Okay. Yeah, Steve Taylor sent Cohen a uh, welcome to life present of a little uh, baby uh, baseball glove. Yeah, uh-huh. like uh,
0: not a baby one, but like a, you know for a two-year-old. <laughs> yeah, you know That's three-year-old. Nice. It's really nice of him. That was kind. It was very yeah. kind. It was nice that that guy men- mentioned the band Forever Changed, too, because you realize the bass player for Forever Changed was Tom Gustafson. Yeah. Come
4: on. I'm not kidding. I was going to say, I, I Our was buddy was say Tom, Tom. you guys could
0: orchestrate Tom.
6: that comeback. He
0: lives right down the road. We really could orchestrate that comeback, and Tom he, listens to the podcast. Tom, we could probably talk him into it. Tom told me the other night we were out eating sushi together, and Tom told me that this week marked the five-year anniversary from when they released their first album. Nice. Yep.
6: If there's ever a time for a reunion, it's now.
2: <laughs> I, I second his notion of chasing furies. By the way, that was a great yeah, album good. at the time. They were on the wrong label. It was a good album. I, I, and apparently Ryan had a uh, a crush on Sarah uh, MacIntosh, the lead singer. Uh, okay. Pod. It, interestingly, last night on Facebook, literally last night on Facebook, I get a friend request from Trey, the bass player. Really? Yep.
6: Are they still? Are they still together?
2: I checked on his info to see what he listed and uh, he lists, he is the president and CEO of an artist management group, artist development group, uh, Ryko, Ra- I think, out hmm. in uh, the West Coast. So mm. I don't know. He didn't list POD anywhere on his Facebook page.
7: One of the things I think is funny is that everyone's clamoring for Five Iron to come back, but it's like, really, we all want like the year 2000 version of Five Iron to come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So...
2: On their farewell tour, they actually uh, we partnered with them on their farewell tour oh. and uh, Relevant. We, we actually got a lot of subscribers through that tour. Yeah. Um, maybe that's why all these people who subscribe to Relevant are now <laughs> listening to the podcast, and that's why they want five hours. Maybe we should sponsor their reunion tour. Uh, I would be
6: open I, to that. I, or I dec- do remember this. There, there was talk among vendors at festivals that if you could get Reese Roper to wear one of the t-shirts you were selling, <laughs> after their set, that t-shirt would sell out. Wow. Like, that's the kind of influence he had at festivals. That's, that's crazy. And, and that, that, I'm not just making that up. That was what people would talk about. Nice. All right. Well,
2: that'll do it for your feedback. Now it's time for this week's question of the week.
4: Editorial question of the week. Hey.
2: Okay. Uh, earlier in this very segment, we were pontificating if you were to make a cover album of songs that sound Christian in their name, but are not Christian in their content what would that album look like so we need track suggestions from you uh, like living on a prayer or don't stop believing stuff like that
6: yeah. walking on sunshine <laughs>
2: <laughs> so any, any christian buzzword will do prayer you know save you know faith you know any of those so and then we will make a an epic album of covers for the for the group the cover stories. It's true. To record. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And
6: it's a perfect name for a band that's covering songs. Exactly. Yeah. It's like me first in the gimme gimme's. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So here's how you reply. Go
2: over to the uh, relevant magazine.com. Click on the current podcast episode right there on the front page and post it there in the comments. You can also call into the relevant podcast hotline. It is four Oh seven six six zero one four one one extension one two six. We will play any non-weird ones on the uh, podcast next week. Well, on that, on that note, uh, we'll wrap up the podcast. I had announced that last week, author Stephen Mansfield would be our guest this week. He will actually be on the podcast next week talking about his book, uh, God and Guinness. We thought, you know, it's two days after St. Patrick's Day, so mm-hmm. it's still apropos. Yeah. It's still an Irish-themed <laughs> week, you know, so you'll be in the spirit still. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, make sure to tune in for that because we're also doing a special giveaway next week. And um, I believe that also next week we will be announcing an unprecedented giveaway of a very, let me hint at it, a piece. Of expensive technology that is about to come out that a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot of people want I was really hoping you were going to
7: say the most expensive feminine hygienic product ever <laughs> <laughs> we,
6: we might we all, Cameron we all know you're referring to the rocket pack so, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to need some measurements from you but...
2: we will be announcing a very special contest uh, a giveaway also uh, related to that as well so uh, make sure to tune in next week's podcast so well on that note wrap it up. Many thanks to Chris Staples for coming through. Again, you can check him out at myspace.com slash Chris Staples music. Also, thanks to uh, Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. I never thought I would be ushering <laughs> or saying those words. Uh, you can check out their new movie. Uh, it's a little thing called Alice in Wonderland. It's in theaters now. Breaking records. Yeah, You know, not, nothing big. Yeah. yeah. I'm Cameron Strang. Maya just stepped out with Cohen. Uh, Josh stepped out to go to a magic game.
6: <laughs> I'm Ryan Ham, though. I did not step out. I'm Jesse, and I'm still going to be sitting here for a while. <laughs>
2: <laughs> On behalf of Chad Michael nately we will see you next week.
10: I wish I knew right from the start of my friend's side. You break my heart, a heartbreaker. Right from the start, I tried to fight it. I try so hard, and every day I pray to God that you and me were meant to be.
0: Thanks for listening to the Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com. Break my heart, a right
10: from the start. oh what are you gonna do with your license oh I'm getting a jetpack.